Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. Today is Sunday. It is 8.50 a.m. It's going to be very humid, so I decided to come out here in my shack and share these stories with you early as possible. I want to thank you for joining me on our walk as we continue down this strange path in the strange paradiso. We come to a lot of twists and turns from time to time. That's where we veer off our usual course and talk about some different subjects. So I just want to start off today's discussion with something that was brought to my attention by a couple of different people who have been talking about a possible solar flare. I guess it's supposed to be pretty big or there are supposed to be more than one of these uh, things happening. I've also been hearing about uh, the space weather and the Schumann resonance and things like this. So what that is, is um, there are different types of uh, weather patterns, I guess, that are out in space that actually affect us and how we feel and um, even mentally it can affect us. This thing you might want to read about it called the Schumann Residence. But anyhow, um, they are talking about if you feel kind of off center, if you have been like um, people just can't seem to focus and certain things like this who otherwise don't have any problems, well, it could be because of this space weather and what's been happening up there. And I have to tell you, I am very sensitive to this phenomenon. And a couple of days ago, I was feeling like that. I was, um, and it's not that the day after I drank too much, it was, uh, it was after that. I wouldn't, I was fine, but I was feeling kind of like, um, I just could not get grounded. I just, there was something kind of, um, blocking my usual or my normal, brain wave or whatever you want to call it. But um, yes, these things really do exist and they really do affect us. Uh, some people are affected more than others. Some people are just very sensitive to it. I am sensitive, but not very. And I know a lot of people who are. It actually makes them physically ill. It can do that. So, um, and then they were talking because of this uh, possible solar flare that there may be some radio blackout there may be certain things that um will you won't be able to get i don't know if we're they're talking about like internet or stuff like that but uh, you can read about that i'm not sure when it's supposed to take place but i guess it's sometime maybe today or tomorrow something like that so it's just, um, I'm putting this out there so that if you are interested or in case something happens, in case there's some kind of a blackout, you'll know what is causing this, okay? So that was kind of like a public service announcement, okay? So um, I want to start with, um, wow, it's already sticky in here. It is humid. Oof, my hair is sticking to me. Ugh. Okay, so it's been reported now and I've heard it for more than one person that 
There have been people who have encountered, the only way they, they can describe it is a bloody troll down these roads that may be a little less traveled. Um, they may be in certain country roads, maybe mountainous roads, things like this, not on a highway like in Southern California, but on some more smaller, maybe uh, little countryish roads. And they say everyone pretty much says the same thing because of the roads that they're on, maybe kind of like dirt roads and stuff like this. They say, no, it was not a deer. It was not an animal of any kind. It was a troll. And this troll was bloody, not because it was beat up, but it looked like it had been perhaps eating something. So that tells me kind of like there was blood around the mouth and maybe in the hands and things like this. So since it comes from more than one, this is more than one sighting of this same type of deal, it leads me on the path when I look at this as if um, they are just, whatever these entities really are, okay, they are letting others know that they are out there. That's the general vibe that I get from this type of encounter. They are not approaching people. I, I haven't heard anything like that, but they are just letting people know they are out there. And as we encroach more and more on certain areas, building roads, building uh, businesses and houses, perhaps in places where it was more rural, it was even like countryside type of deal. I think that people are going to actually experience and perhaps encounter more things than we realized and we knew about that were that are out there. Just like people who they've got bears coming down into the yards, um, coyotes and bobcats, things like this. Well, those animals are, that is their home, these type of areas in the hillsides, in the canyons and things like this. So when builders start putting homes where that's, I mean, that's the animals' homes. Of course, they're going to be out there. Of course, they're going to be in people's yards and so on, because that's the only place they know are these areas. So to me, it's like these entities, and I, I'm going to call them entities, not so much trolls, because I don't know what their true nature is. I don't know if they're just um, coming out looking like trolls, but they're really not. But there is some type of um, entity out there that people are seeing. And that's just my own personal belief of um, what I think is going on here. They're just letting people know, like, yeah, we're out here. Just like um, stories that I heard from some of my friends about the Duende and things like that. And one of my friends was telling me that there were these little mounds in certain locations where um, it was like countryside. There were no houses built around there. It was just land. 
And when you came upon these certain little mounds, you had to ask permission to walk in this certain area because if you didn't, the duende would come, you know, the little people, and um, do something to you. I don't know, I don't remember what this, the whole story was, but there are things out there that we don't know about. But now it's more and more because of, I mean, I guess you call it progress. I guess what they, that's what they call progress. They're widening the roads. They're putting roads in. They're actually going in these certain locations to get um, granite and rock and other things like this. So they're disturbing land that was otherwise just left alone for thousands of years. So they are, they're, whatever these things are, their homes are being invaded. So that's, that's just my perception of this whole thing anyways. But this particular story about these bloody troll sightings are not difficult to find. So if that sounds interesting to you, it's, you can find them pretty much, I'm not going to say all over the place, but they're not difficult to find. Okay. The other one I want to share is now, I don't remember what you call these things in parks. Um, I remember when I was a kid, they were made of metal and it was a circle and it would go around and you would go and get on this thing and one of your friends would get it going around and around like it would spin and then your friend would get on there and it would just go around. That's all it would do. It would just spin and you'd hang on. There these bars that came out and of this, the center of it and you would just hang on and go around in a circle once you got off there, I mean, you were all dizzy and stuff. I don't know what the whole purpose was. But anyhow, this report is from someone who was walking through the park at night. Now, this happened in Los Angeles. And they were walking and they saw this thing. And it stated that um, this thing looked like a person. It was humanoid. Now, at the time that the person who reported this was walking through the park, it was about 2 a.m. So they were cutting through the park to get home, coming from his friend's house. And he said, I had never walked through that park at that time before or since. But anyhow, it's about 2 a.m. He cut through the park. It's starting to get a little foggy. The first thing he saw was that thing going around. Then, because there were some lights in the park, plus with the fog, he saw someone who was standing there making that thing spin around. He said that because of the lighting and the fog, he just figured, okay, well, this thing looks kind of ghostly because of the lighting and the fog. So he really didn't think too much about it. So he just continued walking past, even though he was wondering why somebody would be out there at 2 a.m. just spinning that thing around. And then he heard a voice call to him over his shoulder saying, do you want a ride? So he said he gave him the heebie-jeebies so bad and he didn't want to turn around, but he did because he was 
at, at that time now, he said he was trying to humor himself, saying to himself, it's just because of the lighting and the fog. But in the meantime, it could be who knows what, some deranged person, maybe somebody with a knife, whatever. So he turns around and he was going to see, you know, okay, who's this person? Is he closer now? And he turns around and he said, that thing was like cotton. It looked like cotton that was illuminated by one of the lights that was shining down. It didn't have defined edges. He could not see any features, but there was something red on where the face should have been. He said, I just saw bright red in this figure that looked like it was made of cotton. I did not have time to decide if it was a mouth or if it was an eye. He said there could have been two, but when I saw it and that thing actually addressed me, he said, I walked faster. And then that thing said, hey, but it said like, hey, like that. So he was like, I took off running fast as I could. And he also went on to say, you know how in the movies, when people are running from something and they always fall down? Well, guess what? He said he ran, he stepped off the curb because to run across the street and he fell in the street. He said, I could hear something running behind me, but it sounded like a horse. It sounded like a gallop. It did not sound like a person. He said it sounded like someone with four legs. So he just didn't look back and he got up and continued running all the way to his house. What was this? Well, we know it was some sort of a specter. We know this. And it's almost, I mean, you don't know what's going on in certain places at night when there's no one there, when everyone is at home, maybe asleep or just at home anyways. Would that thing have been out there lingering around even though there was no no one else going to walk through there? Do these things know? I believe from time to time they do. This thing could have actually been around him as soon as he stepped out of his friend's house. It's very possible. So that's why many times, I'm going to say many times, the people who may see certain things like this are police. Because they're out there driving around 1, 2, 3 a.m. They're patrolling areas like this, looking for people doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing or just hanging out when these places are closed, going to the back of certain businesses that are closed for the night or and it's early in the morning. And they see some of these things that cannot be explained. This to me is... Um, well, for one thing, it's creepy. 
I would like to know what the whatever red he saw, but he said it was in the area where a face should have been. So I don't know what I would have done. I probably just would have passed out. I I don't know. I at a time like that and a moment like that in that type of a setting 2 a.m. Well, I wouldn't have been walking through that anyways. I would have taken the longest way home I could have. But um, I have heard so many stories about people encountering strange things after midnight when they're walking, either alone or with others. It doesn't seem to matter. But I find that story interesting and pretty creepy. And the thing, the other part is... um, He mentioned seeing that thing spinning before he saw the entity. So, okay, just picture that. Just picture walking through a park at 2 a.m. It's starting to get a little foggy and the darn thing is spinning. There doesn't even have to be anyone there. That thing didn't even have to make an appearance I believe it was just for the the scare factor to scare this person. That way it could get whatever it could out of that energy, out of that fear. This park that um, this happened at, maybe we'll talk about that later. I want to take a look. I know that there have been a couple of things that have happened there in the past. So maybe we'll, um, I'll bring that up, but I have to read about it because uh, I want to get the, the stories about it straight. But most parks have things that have happened in them. Especially the old parks in LA. Oh yeah. There's a lot that have happened in those parks, going back to, I'm talking about like the 30s, the 40s, things like that. A lot of things have happened there in the city, there in uh, LA. There is a lot of strange, mysterious and creepy history there. Some of them, some of the things that have happened there, I would have never known about if I wasn't told some of these things by like some of my family members, like the older people, my aunts and uncles, my my grandfather and my grandma and people like that. They're the ones who, when I was really young, they would tell me these things. But at that time, I thought, eh, they're just telling me this because they don't want me hanging out over there or whatever. I didn't really, I mean, I just listened at the time with half an ear. But come to find out, this stuff is true. I know that, um, no, I'm going to get the facts straight before I share it with you guys. I got some interesting stuff coming up here. Okay, the other thing I want to share with you. Now, this is something that I have actually experienced in the past, all right? But um, we're talking about the things like the solar little items that when the sun hits them, they move like you got those little, um, those little, um, I don't know what you call them. They're kind of like little figurines of Hawaiian 
dancers and they're when they're in the sunlight they move back and forth and you've got these other little figurines where there might be like dog heads and when the sun hits them the dog heads move and the tails wag and all that well these things do not store energy like solar lights they only move when they're exposed to the sunlight so this was shared um, with someone that I know, someone in my group, that this phenomenon is happening right now at someone's house. So it began with this, this girl. I'm going to call her Lisa, okay? So Lisa was at home, and she had the TV on. Then all of a sudden she realized that the TV was speaking Spanish, which is not okay. There are commercials in Spanish. There are a lot of shows that they'll have subtitles and things like this, like Narcos, one of my favorite shows. There's subtitles. It's such a good show. But anyhow, she said that um, she heard the TV and it was in Spanish and she didn't think about it too much. Okay, commercial, whatever. She said, but then it just continued. It was just continued in Spanish. So she went over there like, what the heck's going on? So whatever, however this happened, her TV had changed its language to Spanish. So she had to actually go on the settings and change it back to English. Okay, no big deal. So she goes back to doing what she's doing. Now, this didn't happen on the same day, but like a couple days later, she said she put that TV on, and it was on closed captions. And she said, so I was like, what the heck? She's reading it now. It's, it's not talking. There's no sound. Just closed captions. So she thought maybe it was just for this particular show. So she changed it. No, the closed captioning is still there. But at least the sound was on also. So she once again, she goes into settings. She turns off the closed captions. See, now that's twice where she actually physically had to go into her TV settings to change something. It's like the TV just went into its settings and changed its own self. So she starts thinking, okay... Somehow, someone pushed some wrong button, whatever. She said, I asked my husband, what did you do to the TV? You put it on closed caption. And he was like, I haven't even used that TV. So, I mean, what are you going to say? All right. So she's like, okay, well, I, I guess he just did it on its own then. And so he was, he was all like, well, I guess it did. He didn't think anything. Nobody thought anything. So she has these little um, Hawaiian little figurines. They're actually from Hawaii. They lived in Hawaii for many years, so she has a little bit of a Hawaiian thing, theme going on in her house. Now, they do move when the sun hits them. They do not store energy. She said it was at night, and she heard this little ticking, like tick, 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 tick. And she 
she sat up in her bed and she was like, what in the world is that? So she has a two-story house. Whatever this sound was, she couldn't make it out like where it was coming from. Her husband at the time was working nights. So she's all alone in there. So she has no choice. She has to get up and go see what is that ticking. So she gets up. She can't find anything upstairs. She goes downstairs. And every little figure that she's got in there is moving. Not just one. Every one of them. And they're all in the dark. There is not even, if even if you wanted to say, well, there is a light shining, so maybe that set them up. No. She said every single one of these things was in the dark. No light shining on them whatsoever. It was like midnight and they're moving. And they're all because they make that noise when they're moving. You don't hear them so much in the day with so much going on. But in the middle of the night, you're going to hear that loud and clear. So she said, even some that she has in like a cabinet, they were moving. So she just went back upstairs and she locked her door. And she was going to call her husband. But then she figured, he's going to just think I'm nuts anyways. I can't tell anyone. Now we've got her TV acting up. And now we've got these solar-powered figurines moving in the middle of the night. All of them. Every single one she's got. Okay, but it gets a little bit more now. So she decides that she's going to listen to some music. She was going to put, she has this radio and she was just going to go ahead and put it on whatever was on there. She didn't care. She was just going to listen to it to keep her company because now, you know, she does, she doesn't like um, really feel too comfortable going to sleep by herself. She's like, I don't know. I don't want anything else to happen. And I'm kind of scared and creeped out. So she puts on her radio and it starts off speaking in English. She said it was some talk show, whatever. And then it switched. Okay, but it didn't switch to any language. She said it took me a little while to realize that it was talking backwards. So this talk show started going in reverse. Yeah. She said she was laying there. She started to close her eyes and go to sleep. She heard this strange language and she was thinking, what language is this now? Until she realized there was a certain word that she heard and she knew it when she heard it, that it was backwards. So all of these things, what I like to call attention getters, 
are going on as I speak. There are things that are going on just about every night. And I'm going to tell you, they're going on in the day also, but it's just a little more difficult to notice them in the day. When everyone's busy, when everyone's around, there are certain sounds we don't hear in the day that we hear at night and um, this and that. So someone has got to go out there and check it out and see just what it is because when these things start off sometimes just getting your attention, we all know that many times they get bigger. Not always, okay? But many times. So this thing, whatever it is, has been trying to get her attention now for a while. I um, am going to put that as like on a scale of 1 to 10 and the creep. I think I'm going to put that like as a 6. Because all in all, guys, all right, all in all, these things could move. I know it's difficult when you think about, okay, one of them, but every single one, no. There's something going on there. Well, I really can't say that and feel confident about it because um, it's still a possibility. It doesn't take much to move these things either. The other one is um, I personally have turned one of my TVs on, and it's happened a couple of times, and it has been on closed caption. And I've always wondered, how does that happen? Because just to get in there to the settings to turn the closed caption off is, I mean, you have to go through all this and that. So it could be someone fooling around. It could be you maybe did touch the wrong button because somehow I know that I've done it. Somehow. Okay? So I'm not trying to play this off. I'm not trying to say that she's exaggerating or she's just getting a little too much, uh, maybe alone time or whatever. No, I'm not trying to say that, but I am saying that there are other ways perhaps to explain this. That's why I put it on the number six when I'm thinking about creepy. If these things were to check out, if, oh yeah, there is like no reason that this should be happening and blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, that's a different story. But as of right now, I'm not sure, but I wanted to share that with you. Okay. So um, the now this last story, this is about, um, you know, we got a lot of people, they like to go hiking, they like to go camping, tent camping and stuff like that. In my opinion, you've got to be a pretty hardy soul to go out there and camp in a tent. That is just not for me. But, okay. So you've got these three people now. They went out. They were going to go hiking. And they were going to stay. I want to say they were somewhere in the vicinity of um, Yosemite, I think. Right? But it was out in one of those national parks where I guess tent camping is allowed. So they were out there and one of them was just going because he had no choice. This was a family outing, 
and he just didn't want to be there and he hated it. And when they were sitting outside in the evening telling stories, he would say, I don't want, you guys need to talk um, among yourselves because I don't want to hear anything. I don't want you guys to give me nightmares and this and that. He was just a miserable camper. Instead of a happy one, he was a miserable camper. So they were tent camping, but there were some bathrooms that were not far from their little campsite where they could go in there and get cleaned up and wash up and use the bathroom and stuff like this. So when everybody's finished and they're going to go ahead and go into their tents and go to sleep for the night, this person decides that he needs to go to the bathroom. So he makes his announcement, I have to go to the bathroom. So they're like, okay. So everybody gets in their tent and they're saying that this bathroom was not far at all from where we were, from our little campsite. So he gets up and he goes to the bathroom. And then one of the other campers thinks to himself, he's taking a long time. Like, where'd he go? So all of a sudden, he hears this guy screaming. The guy who went to the bathroom, right? The guy who was in the tent hears him screaming like he's scared to death. So everybody gets out of their tents and they go running over there. This guy had some kind of encounter with something he's never seen before. He said that he saw the shadow, okay? Not the exact animal, but he saw the shadow of what looked to him to be a giant wolf standing on two legs. And he heard growling. Couldn't see it. He just saw the shadow within the lights of where this restroom was and things like this. He heard the growl. He scream and yell for help. He's scared to death. He doesn't want to be there in the first place. And then everybody came running. He heard this, whatever it was, run, run off. And that was it. Now, you can say, oh, he was just, his imagination was making it bigger because he didn't want to be out there. And maybe it freaked him out when he saw this wolf, so-and-so. But I have heard about these type of um, things happening before. People encountering these huge dog-like creatures on two legs. So I really don't know, guys. I have to say that this is a 50-50, okay? But whatever, this person really did see something and was very, very scared. And then they all, he kind of freaked them all out. So now they all slept in the same tent together. And even went as far as left that area the next morning. They did not go on their hike. They just packed up and left. There have been no reports okay in that particular location of anything at all anything but the first thing I thought when I heard the story is that well it's that negativity he put that negativity out there because he was miserable didn't want to be there but he had no choice and we all know that negativity attracts negativity and I believe that that's one of the reasons why people who have certain types of attitudes are the ones who have encounters. And I'm not saying every single time. 
because I don't have that type of attitude. And I have experienced a lot of shit, okay? But a lot of other times, um, these people will have experiences and encounters. So that's just my thought about the whole thing anyways. And the one I want to leave you with now is this comes from someone who he's older now. Okay. He's older. He's probably in his late fifties and he is from Mexico. And actually I had to get this story from someone to, I had to get someone to translate this story. Someone um, brought him to speak to me about this thing that happened to him when he was a young boy. So apparently him, his dad, and his grandfather used to go out on this boat and they used to go fishing. I don't know where they were at or what what have you, somewhere in Mexico area, but um, they would go fishing and they would sell fish and, and so on. I guess that was his grandfather's thing, what his um, grandfather did, but it was like it turned into a grandpa, son, and grandson adventure. He said they were doing that for many years. And he said at this um, particular time, he was about 11 years old. They caught a fish, and he said this thing was really big. It was a bigger fish than any of the others they ever caught. And his grandfather was really happy, like, man, this is a big fish. We can catch this one, and we can be done for the day. We can go home and cut it up, and we got a lot of fish to sell. And when they finally pulled it up on the boat, he said it looked like a mermaid because it had the bottom part, like from the waist down, of a fish. But the top part was like a person. He said, but the thing was very ugly. He said it wasn't all beautiful like you will see in a movie with the mermaid. He said, no, this thing was ugly. And it had like short little arms with ugly little fingers sticking out of it. But it was like some kind of a person. And the face was so ugly. And he said that it was looking at them. And its mouth was moving like it was talking slowly. But there was no sound coming out. He said, I saw this with my own eyes. And his grandfather and his dad were like, oh, what this? what is this? And his grandfather was certain that it was the devil and all of this other stuff. So they rolled it and threw it off of the boat for that thing could swim away and get away. And after that, his grandfather and his dad both denied that story. And they said that he must have been dreaming. And he said, this was no dream. I saw this. He said, we were fishing like at least a couple of times a week. And I saw this. He said, there was, there was nowhere to sleep on that boat. He said, you were either working or you, you weren't even sitting down. He said, there was nowhere to sleep. I was not dreaming. I was not sleeping. Now, I, I, um, after that one experience um, that I spoke about 
couple of weeks ago. I believe this guy. I believe that there was something pulled up on that boat. And the look on his face when he was recounting this story, he was just um, like, I I have to um, tell someone all these years. He said, I could never tell my family, but he laughed. Everybody said, ah, oh, you were 11 years old. Like, what What do you know? You didn't see anything. That's impossible. And he said, and because my dad and my grandpa denied it, he said, I was just crazy. He said, I know what I saw. I saw that thing. And then he was doing like an imitation of how the face looked as best he could and how the mouth was moving. Okay. Ugh. And then he drew the little short arm, almost like appendages, okay? It wasn't even an arm with these little finger-looking things sticking out of it. It was, um, yeah, he, he really did, I believe, he really saw what he says he saw. But anyways, um, yeah, that is creepy to me. I don't like the thought of being out in the sea, on a ship, on a boat. I don't care what it is. And I've heard other people, people in the Navy, telling me certain things about being out there at sea. We might get into a little bit of more of that in the future. But anyways, um, that's all I've got for today. I hope some of these things were interesting to you. And I want to thank all of you for joining me. I certainly wouldn't want to walk alone down this path. It's much more um, comforting when you walk with others. So thank you for walking this path with me, guys. I'll be back soon. Have a great Sunday. Ciao.